crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or sitting in a park caught a lot of people by surprise. Oh yeah, oh boy, this shit banging. Some guy ate a bat in China, and he can't go out at night. Some guy ate a bat in China, and he got no human rights. Someone ate a bat in China in a cave, now you're human slave. Some guy ate a bat in China, so now the pharmaceutical companies get paid. Some bat in China, lock off the whole world, change things, rearrange it, or so we're told, like the world's under a spell. The beginning of hell, yo, yeah. Any sci-fi movies I've seen? New world order. Seen it. Decrees cascading Running it. President Trump's pen. Any horror movie that I've been? And the rest of the world now figuring out. Oh boy. That was some guy ate a bat in China by Gully Squad. I'll put a link to that in the info box below. It's your main man, John the Bond, coming to you February 1st, 2021. And this is the pilot episode of the John the Bond show, the JLB Live show, I guess. Might come up with a more catchy name for it at some point in the future. But this is being streamed on the JLB Backup YouTube channel. And also, I believe, and we'll double check the technical elements of this over the next few days that come episode one, we're good to go. But this should be getting streamed as well on the Dark Matter Radio Network as well. So big hello to all the people in the live stream chat. I'll come and read your comments in just a moment. But let me give you an idea of where this show is going to go, this episode's going to go. And let me also just get my own recording bot into my Discord. If you are a member of the JLB Discord, you want to come and join me for the stream, just pop in. You're more than welcome to do so. The listeners will be able to hear you. It's, uh, it's all taken care of. So Now we, recording. We don't have a call-in uh, number just yet, but uh, we'll have all that sorted for future episodes of this show, I am sure. So let me give you an idea of where we're going to go with this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about this dark matter digital network and uh, what IPS is doing with the network. We will talk about the other shows that you can find on darkmatter.radio, and we'll talk a little bit about the Infinite Plane Society uh, Patreon, which I recommend everybody join. I think it's like $2 is the lowest here. And that gets you into the Discord for IPS and the Meme Factory. And it is a Meme Factory. If you like memes, if you like fun, if you like uh, amusing satire of what's going on in this crazy world of ours, that's the place to be. And for $2, I mean, come on, just ridiculous. So we've got the live stream show going. Welcome to everybody. And uh, hopefully uh, the audio is coming through clearly. Guys, let me know if the audio is coming through. I will read out all your comments in just a moment. Now, what I want to talk about today is 37 things normies believe, because this is the first episode of the season. I want to spend some time talking about what it is that I do at JohnTheBond.com and how it is that I came to be putting out the content that I am and some of the things that I focus on. And we've all just spent about 12 months focused on this pandemic and the restrictions and lockdowns. And the uh, impacts on people, small businesses, schools, uh, many people's jobs. I mean, it's just been crazy what's happened. And no doubt that will come up during this show and during future episodes. However, my plan is to not focus too much of my attention on the, 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 the coronavirus pandemic. Okay, My plan is not to talk about it too much because I've just spent a year talking about it. So I'm not saying that I'm not going to talk about it at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I want to focus on 
what got me here in the first place and what got many of you here in the first place, which is all of the other things that we've been lied to about by the by the establishment, yeah, by the experts, yes, by the authorities. Uh, let's not lose track of the sight that it's not just the invisible enemy that we're being deceived about. There's a whole ton of things that we're being deceived about. Some of them, by the way, many of you still don't realize might be a deception. So we're going to go through this list, 37 things normies believe. And you can tell me in the live stream chat, how many of these things do you still believe? And if you still believe two or three, that's fine. If you still believe 10, that's fine. If you still believe 37, that's fine as well. We're not going to kick anybody out for still being a normie because there's still a little bit of normie in all of us. So we'll go through that. And then if we get time, I want to talk a little bit about this Wall Street bets and this uh, GameStop situation because I think this is the, I think this could be the big subplot of 2021. Last year we had the pandemic was the main plot, but the subplot, every good story has a good subplot was the Black Lives Matter and the rest of it. I think this Wall Street bets, GameStop, Reddit, uh, hedge funds, Citadel group, I think all of these things potentially could be the subplot of 2021. It's a very important topic. So if we get time, we'll talk about that. We might talk about this uh, Twitter as well. I never really used Twitter ice until, uh, until recently. It's only been recently I've gotten into the habit of using Twitter. And it turns out it's very useful to see what people are talking about. So we might go through some of the tweets in the Twitter feed. And uh, the GameStop stock opened today at about 290, I think, 300. And it's down 25%. Goodness gracious me. So a lot to talk about today. Before we get to any of that, let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Oh boy, 30 people watching live already. I only gave you guys one hour notice of this show. But uh, hopefully in the future, I'll give people more notice. And if it becomes a weekly show, people will know, hey, 1 p.m. Eastern, make sure you've got a phone or a computer handy because that's when we're going live. And of course, some people will listen on delay as well. So if you are listening on delay, obviously I can't read out your comments, but uh, hopefully you enjoy what the other commenters have to say. So we've got Tim Osman in the live stream chat. Obviously, this is his, I don't know the exact story of, of who owns or runs Dark Matter, but obviously Tim Osman is having a large role in the management of it. And uh, it's good to see him in the live stream chat. Maybe he'll pop in if he's not busy. We might see him either today or in a future episode. He might pop in. As I said, anybody who wants to join, just join in the Discord channel. Overthought says, I love this song. Yeah, well, that was put together by a guy called Gully Squad. And uh, he sent me a link to it. He has his own SoundCloud. He's been a musician for some time. And then I decided to make a little film clip, didn't I? And that was when I was still stuck in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Great place, Malaysia. Great city, Kuala Lumpur. Good people. There are much worse places to get locked down. But you don't want to get locked down when you've just arrived in a city you don't know anybody. It'll send you mad. And I think a few of those months there, I think... I think I'll never be the same again after that experience. Goodness gracious me. So at one point, I thought, you know what? Let's put on Gully Squad's latest track, Some Guy Ate a Bat in China, and do a little dance. And I'm pretty proud of that one, actually. How many views has that one got, actually? Let's have a take a look at that. What's it up to? Oh, over a thousand views. For a small little YouTube channel like mine, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Who else we got in the live stream chat? Cubstar says, what did we do to deserve these moves? I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a criticism, but either way, thank you very much. And a whole bunch of people in the live stream chat. Hassan Hassan says, you still believe in a bigger globe, JLB? Hassan, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I was the original baller skeptic. I used to host a TV show, not a TV show, a YouTube show called The Baller Skeptic Roundtable. Okay? It was a weekly YouTube live stream back in 2015. 
we interviewed all the biggest names in Flat Earth. We interviewed Mark Sargent, Eric Dubay, Gerinism, Stars Are Souls. Who else, man? A whole bunch of people. I can't even remember them all. But it was, it was nuts. For 11 weeks straight, we interviewed all these Flat Earthers. And then we had one week where we interviewed some, some raging ball earthers known as Red's Rhetoric and Marezilla, I think. And, um, and that was like a four hour, that was a crazy episode, that one. But the point of my story is we spoke to the, the biggest flat earthers and the most raging ball earthers. And I made it pretty clear through the whole season that uh, I'm not a flat earther, but I'm not a spinning ball earther either. So maybe you're a bit, maybe you're a bit behind the, uh, the eight ball there, son. But yeah, five years ago I was saying, six years ago now, it's, it's now 2021. Six years ago I was saying, this spinning ball earth thing, I used to believe in it until I looked into it. And then everything changed, didn't it? So thank you for the comment, Hassan. Waterman Chris says, yeah, yeah, boy. You might just add a little wrench to the old Waterman Chris. Always a good commenter. Can I do that? Oh, no, I've got to use the other thing. Hold on. Let's do that. Sorry, guys. Just uh, doing this on the fly. It's a pilot episode. Forgive me. Be excited to be here, as you can imagine. What a great time to be alive. Yeah, yeah, boy. Just fix up the old Discord server. That's the way. All right. So let's get back to the comments then. History Buried says IPS has the best music. Yep, I would agree with that. Maybe he should add uh, Gully Squad's Some Guy Added Bad in China to his rotation. I think it would fit in just fine. Nathan Oakley says this is a good time slot, 6pm UK. Yeah, well, it's a good time for me as well here in uh, beautiful, crazy Bulgaria, Eastern Europe. 8pm <laughs> local time. So I figure if I do a two-hour show, that takes me through to 10pm. And uh, that way it's the early afternoon for people on the east coast of America, it's uh, late morning for people on the West Coast. And then for people in England, like yourself, yeah, around uh, dinner time. Depending if you're an early or late dinner kind of person, either just before or just after dinner, everybody's happy. So hopefully, guys, this will become a weekly thing, but that depends a lot on you guys. If you like the show, make sure you give it a thumbs up. Make sure you come to the live stream, leave your comments if you can. If you listen on delay, leave your comments in the comments section below and give us feedback, guys. All about feedback and giving the people what they want. You, If you want to be an entertainer, You've got to give people what they want. And I think what they want is some more comments read from the live stream chat. Overthought says, don't you have your own Earth concept, JLB? Yes, I do. It's called the Bon Earth model. Perhaps we can take a look at that just briefly before we get to 37 things normies believe. The thing is, my model, the uh, I wrote a treatise for it. I think the treatise is about 15,000 words and there's all diagrams and stuff. It's a lot to take in. And uh, especially in this day and age, who has the patience to sit there and read and, uh, and take notes and internalize what's being presented? It's, uh, it's difficult. But if you do think that you're ready to, to hear of a, a new model, then this might be for you. Let's go and take a look at key topics. This is johnthebond.com, obviously. Key topics, Bon Earth model. And it says here, this page will serve as the hub of all Bon Earth material currently available on this website. And it includes a two-hour video presentation available for free. So I might take a note and try and remember to put a link to that in the info box below. For those of you interested, I'll put a link in the uh, live stream chat for you guys as well. There we go. Chuck that in there. Bon Earth model. Beautiful. Okay, so getting back to the comments. Just a couple more comments and we'll get on with the show. Hassan says, uh, I was there at the end of your FE time. You said you believe it's a globe, but bigger. Hassan, with the greatest of respect, I don't think I said that. If you can find the episode where I said that and the timestamp, 
I will check what you're saying and then I will make a video saying, guys, I said this, but I misspoke, it's not what I believe, if that's what I said, but I'm 99.9% .9 confident I never uttered such utter nonsense. But I could be wrong, I've been wrong before. So please find the evidence of the claim that you're making. Okay, what else we got here? Jacquard says, world's locked down. Time is no longer a sufficient excuse. Yeah, but it's not time, it's, it's um, attention. We, all of us, most of us anyway, myself included, our attention spans have been dramatically uh, altered and not for the better because now we're so used to instant gratification, beeps and flashy things. and So just sitting there in peace reading, who does that anymore? Not many people. And the more complex an issue or the more programmed we are to believe one thing, if we're now being presented with a different framework, the more mental attention we have to put into something. It's not as easy as just watching a video or listening to a podcast. You, like when you're reading, this is just my opinion. I find it that I get more out of it when I'm taking notes, for instance, and then going back over those notes and really uh, trying to internalize what I've just consumed. Who does that anymore? Who does that? Who does that? It's, it's difficult. So hopefully the two-hour video that I've got on that page will uh, suffice as an uh, introduction for people. And then a small percentage, you have the attention span to... And, and the, the care factor. If you don't care, you're not going to put in the effort, are you? The care factor to uh, look further can investigate the written treatise. And I think it's about 15,000 words. It's just crazy. It's mammoth. All righty. Who else we got in the live stream chat? History Buried says, Baller Skeptic Reunion. I'd be up for it. If uh, Matrix Decode and David Weiss are up for it, sure. I'd definitely be up for it. Why not? <laughs> see, where, see where we all ended up. Uh, wow, it's coming up on more than half a decade. That would be fascinating to see, firstly, how many would turn up to the reunion, and then secondly, where we all are now. Like, what are we all doing now? I mean, some people, it's, people know what they're doing, like Jeremyism uh, still has a popular channel, I believe. Uh, last I checked, Mark Sargent still had a channel and he was doing uh, advertisements for an Australian gambling site. But I'm pretty sure he's still out there. Who? Else? I mean, a couple of people just dropped off the, the scene, I think. Like Stinky Cash, I think, just disappeared. I could be wrong about that, not sure. He was a smart young dude, though. I hope he's still around, I don't know. That's the whole thing, though. I, I stopped paying attention to Flat Earth uh, years ago, so I, I don't really know. But I'd be more than up for a reunion. Yeah, absolutely, why not? I think it'd be great. So, uh, yeah, I think that's enough from that. So, guys, let's get on with the, uh, the rest of the show then. What are we up to? Uh, it's 8.15 now. Yeah, all right. About 50 people watching live. So, first up, let's take a look at this 37 things normies believe. Now, I've spoken about this several times. I'm not going to go over anything that is uh, superfluous. But basically what happened was in 2016, I was sitting there thinking... So, think about it. 2016, right? This is after the, the Flat Earth craze of 2015. That craze led me to look into the official cosmology of Earth. I realized I'd, I was wrong. I'd been brainwashed about that. That led to looking into things like dinosaurs and into human evolution and into things like uh, military technology and just one topic after another after another. And so from about 2013 to about 2016, that three to four year period was just uh, a crazy ride of just undoing one program after another. And so one day I was sitting down at a cafe. This was back when I was still in Australia and I still had a so-called real job. And I was sitting at a cafe one day and I started writing a, a piece for johnthebond.com and I, I just wanted to sort of get off my chest. What are some of the bigger deceptions that I've come across so far? And that piece eventually turned into 37 Things Normies Believe, one of the most important pieces I've published at johnthebond.com. So let me zoom in and I'll read this out for you. 
And I'm hoping that you guys who are listening along at home or in the live stream chat, with every single one of these topics, you'll think in your mind, okay, do I believe that? Or do I not believe that? If I do believe that, why? If I don't believe it, why not? And uh, this could be a fun experience for all of us, especially if you leave your comments in the live stream chat. If you are just joining us live, by the way, because the, the live stream chat has uh, grown significantly, this is John LeBond coming to you from Bulgaria. It's February 1, 2021. And today, this is the pilot episode of the JLB Live Show. I might come up with a cooler name for it than that by next week for the first official episode. But right now, we're just trying to get into the swing of things. And uh, hopefully, this is being either simulcast or published post facto at Dark Matter Radio Network in conjunction with Tim Osman of the Infinite Plane Society. Okay, so 37 things normies believe. And let me say, by the way, I use the term normies lovingly, endearingly. They're the normal people, okay? The people who believe all of this crap, they're the normal people. And it's my opinion, and I know some people disagree with me, that's fine. But it's my opinion that the normal people are generally fairly happy with their lives, okay? Yes, there is an epidemic out there of people being hepped up on goofballs and uh, psychiatric medications and self-medication with alcohol and other things. I'm not saying that society's in a happy place. But generally, the normies, they're not worried about the news, okay? If the news tells them, oh, there's an invisible enemy on the loose, they'll seem worried, but they're really just LARPing. They'll do what they're told. Some of them will use it as an excuse to get self-righteous and say, you should wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. But generally, I think the normies generally are fairly content with, with their lot in life. Whereas so-called awake people, conspiracy people, oftentimes, not always, but often, they're, they're anxious. They've, they've got a lot of anxiety because, hold on, the TV's lying and, and the masses, how can you not tell they're lying? You know what I mean? And we watch the loved ones fall for the lies and it's like, I'm living in a madhouse. I'm living in a friggin' madhouse. And so the point I'm trying to make here is I think the normies... In a way, I envy their position. In a way, I do. They, they're like fish who fit in with the school of fish and they swim as a pack and they've got no issues. Whereas some of us, we, we can't keep up with the school of fish because we're like, guys, where are we going? We're going off an edge. That is a freaking waterfall up there. We're going to go, like, guys, we've got to stop. And the fish are just swimming along, happy as Larry. And so I kind of envy the normies in a way. And there are normies in my life who I care about and who I believe care about me as well. And uh, so I'm not, an, not anti-normie, okay? I'm not trying to say anything bad about them. And I'm definitely not saying that I'm better than them. I'm definitely not saying that. However, there are people out there, and they are just simple Normans, my friend. Uh, God love them. God help them. God bless them. But they're very simple people. And what do these people believe? Well, what follows is a non-exhaustive list of some of the things which the typical Western person, or normie, believes. A normie is likely to believe most, if not all, of the claims listed below. Their belief may be implicit or explicit, conscious or subconscious. In some cases, a normie may not have a strong opinion either way about a particular claim. But if shown that the claim is an established scientific, historical or government fact, they will generally defer to authority and accept it as being either true or likely true. In other words, some of the things I'm about to tell you about it's not like normies believe every single one of them and they believe them religiously. Some of them, they won't even know what they have a belief about. But when they're told, well, this is what the experts believe, then they'll just go along with it because they defer to authority. That's what the normies do. It is recommended that you have a pen and paper handy to jot down the numbers of the claims with which you agree and be honest with yourself. This may prove to be a very useful exercise, particularly 
if you continue to peruse johnthebomb.com and then revisit this list again at some stage in the future to compare your own results from one point in time to the next. And the reason I wrote that is because, like I said, for me, I didn't just go from being a normie to being what I am now. It's been a gradual process step by step. And there are things on this list that as soon as I found out about them, I looked at the evidence. I was like, holy crap, I've been deceived. There are other things on this list where I just wasn't ready. Not at first. It took time. So I put to you that if you're new to johnthebond.com or to some of the ideas that we're talking about today, there'll be things on this list where you're like, yep, uh, I agree with JLB. That's, that's a normie belief. That's not real. There'll be other things we're like, oh, come on, JLB. That is real, though. That is a real thing. You know, if you don't believe that, then you're wrong. And that's cool. That's the, that's the whole idea of the exercise. Let's see what we believe and why. Just give me a second. I have a glass of water here. Oh, the water here in Bulgaria is beautiful. I was, I was staying in um, Asia for two years in um, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam. And you can't drink the water, or you're not supposed to anyway. So you're always drinking bottled water. But here, man, you drink the water from the tap. You can't smell any chemicals. It's, it's like spring water. Honestly, it's fantastic. In fact, I'm going to have another glass. I'm going to have another drink of it right now. Oh, it's just a beautiful thing. Some of you are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Trust me, if you spend two years with no tap water, to just be able to walk to the sink, psh, have a glass. Oh, it's just a wonderful thing. The things that we take for, for granted until they're no longer there. Okay, so 37 things and normies believe. Let's go through the first 10. And these are under the headline or the subtitle, Earth and Life. So number one of 37 things normies believe. Number one, humans evolved over many millions of years from simpler species. And so, and this is like a rough, this is like a rough sketch of the official story. In the long, long ago, there was bacteria in the water. And the bacteria kept uh, reproducing itself. But slowly over time, there were adaptations that made the bacteria stronger or something. And then it eventually grew legs and it could breathe underwater. And then one day it decided to walk on the land. And it kept on adapting and getting fitter and stronger. And one day it turned into something similar to what we would call a monkey today. And then uh, those got smarter. They learned how to hunt and to make simple weapons. And then they too kept on adapting. And eventually there were humans. I think, I think that's kind of basically the story. If someone's, someone who's like studied three-year biology course, well, that's actually not true. Actually, we've got different words. Yeah, okay, whatever. But that, that's the basic story, okay? I don't care how many technical terms you've learned and how much jargon you've learned to parrot. That's the basic story. And I used to believe it. I no longer do. How about you guys in the live stream chat? Let's go and find out, shall we? Let's take a look. Gordian Knotts says, I got that early bird progriff in my head now. Early bird progriff. Jacquois, uh, by the way, Jacquois in the live stream chat is uh, a tweeter, a Twitterer. Is that how you found my channel, Jacquois, through Twitter? I'm interested to know. Overthought says, it was primordial sludge that turned into bacteria from lightning strikes. Yeah, I think that might be part of the story as well. I can't remember. But here's the funny thing, guys. When I was a kid, I fully believed in evolution. Okay, I was raised in a household that was not... Uh, religious in a classical sense. We didn't go to church. We didn't have a Bible in the house. Um, my parents didn't really speak about anything to do with spirituality or philosophy. I don't think they have any interest in that, to be honest. But if they do, they never shared it with us, the kids. 
And so I, um, you know, I really believed in school and I thought we're so smart and I was very good at regurgitating what was uh, said by the teachers and the textbooks and I was a successful uh, student academically right through high school, right into university. I believed all of it's crap. All of it. All of it. But I no longer do. Alrighty, let's get back on with the list then. 37 things normies believe. Number two, physical matter is mostly empty space, including our own bodies. Okay, this one's a bit more complicated because the, um, the basic theory of atoms, I mean, the, the theory of matter is that everything is comprised of molecules. They themselves are comprised of even smaller things called atoms, which of course are comprised of even smaller things called electrons and neutrons and protons. And I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the story is that they too are comprised of even uh, smaller things again, yeah. And so according to the, uh, what's it called, the Bohr model, B-O-H-R, model of the atom, which is like 100 years old, I think, named after Niels Bohr or something like that. The basic idea is you've got the nucleus, which is the protons and the neutrons, and then outside of that, orbiting, yeah, orbiting, is the electrons. And, and effectively in between those two things, you've got nothing, complete empty space. Therefore, your body, if it is comprised of atoms, most of that's actually empty space, okay? So even though it's a solid, you can't uh, press your fingers through the palm of your other hand if you try. Well, in a way, you, you are touching nothing though, like your empty space. That's the story, I think. Now, if someone studied a three-year physics degree or a three-year science degree majoring in physics, oh, that's not true, actually. Uh, we've got this thing about quantum and, like, superfluous movement, and the electrons move so fast that it kind of makes a shell, so it's, it's empty, but it's, it's not empty. Yeah, whatever. The story is that you made of atoms at an empty space, okay? And I used to believe that. I did. I used to fully believe that. It's crazy to think. It's crazy to think. I remember sitting there at university once when I was start finally starting to question this stuff, chatting with a dude, and he was studying, and I forget what he was studying, but I met him at a, an event, and he seemed like a nice guy. But he was studying something to do with physics. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was talking about this quantum stuff, and I was like, hey, can I ask you a question? Do you think, like, if a wall is made of atoms, it's made of empty space? Like, this is the basics of the, of the conversation. Like, it's basically empty space. Like, we think it's solid, but really it's mostly empty space. And to paraphrase the, the general gist of the conversation, he was like, yeah, that's exactly what kind of like what we're learning about. And they, this is what he said to me. If you throw a tennis ball at a wall, it'll bounce back to you. But if you threw that ball fast enough, enough times, eventually the ball would just go through. And he didn't mean as in it would break the wall. He meant as in it would just go through. <laughs> now, I don't know if he was talking about, like, uh, like purely in theory, like in theoretical physics, this is the case even though we don't see it in practice, or if he genuinely believed that, no, this would actually happen in practice. Like, if you could, if you could throw it fast enough, it would just go straight through. I don't know. But what I do know is at that time, I was like, oh, my goodness gracious me, I really am among uh, brainwashed people. And it's not their fault. You know, they're brainwashed by the university and they, they believe what they're told. So, yeah, it is what it is. All right, so let's move on to number three. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Number three on 37 things normies believe. There are about 7 billion humans alive today and the Earth is overpopulated. Now, get this. I wrote this in 2016. At the time, the story was about 7 billion. The story is now about 8 billion so in the space of, what, half a decade, not even, the story's gone from 7 billion to almost 8 billion. I think it's now 7.8 billion is a story. 
When I was a kid, it was, it was six billion. Like not that long ago, the story was six billion. <laughs> so so they, they are bumping up the supposed number of people on earth every few years. It's just going up another billion and nobody seems to notice and nobody seems to care. And if you bring this up with a normie, they'll be like, oh yeah, well, they're having lots of kids in Africa. And it's like, why do you believe that? Because you saw it on TV? Like what, people have it in, in their heads that there's this boom of, of, of babies somewhere in the world. The, the poor people having lots of babies, right? But these same people know that according to the official story, there's a one-child policy in China. They know that. So that, that kind of wipes out the story for the Chinese, doesn't it? And they know that countries like Japan have aging populations. Like the, the Japanese aren't having that many babies. And they also know that in their own life, especially in countries like Australia, New Zealand, England, America, the white people especially aren't having children. I mean, look at me. I'm 33 years old. I don't have any kids. Okay. Now, in fairness, my brothers do. And I do have a couple of friends back home who do have uh, one child, typically, each. So some people are having children, but not like they were a generation ago and definitely not like they were two generations ago. So we know from our own eyes that if anything, if it weren't for immigration, if it, if it weren't for immigration, the population would be shrinking. We, we can see that with our own eyes. And we know that China supposedly only has one kid per, per couple. But yet somehow the normies will still believe, oh no, but there's, there's people having lots of babies in Africa or in India. And it's like, why do you believe that? Why do you believe there's more than a billion people in India? Why do you believe that? Just because that's what they've been told. They've just been brainwashed. And these Africans and Indians would have to be having a lot of kids <laughs> to be growing the population by almost a billion people every few years. I mean, just think about it. It's insane. It's crazy. Now, what tends to happen is people come back to me and they'll say, oh, well, then how many people are there, GLB? Well, obviously, I don't know exactly how many there are, but I can tell you this. I've been to some, some big cities. I've been to Kuala Lumpur. I've been to Bangkok. I've been to, uh, let's see, in the south of Vietnam. Uh, the north is Hanoi. <laughs> Where's the Saigon? I've been to Saigon, uh, Ho Chi Minh City. Those are four huge cities. I've been to London, okay? In Australia, I've been to Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney, all big cities, okay? And I believe there are millions of people out there, millions and millions of people out there. But 7.7, 7.8 billion? No, I don't believe that. No, I do not. So how many are there? I don't know. But the known liars and charlatans of the mainstream media and government, why would I trust them? Especially when it's in their interests to lie about the numbers. Oh, guys, we're consuming too much energy. We're consuming too much natural resources. We're damaging the planet. You know, we are. We, what are you talking about? Oh, no, we are. We totally are. And uh, the solution is for you to uh, have less private property and to eat bugs. Yeah. Yeah, the experts have worked it out. They've sat down, they've crunched the numbers, and if you eat a burger made of bugs, your CO2 emissions will be significantly lower. And there's so many people on Earth today that we just can't all afford to be eating meat. That, that, that's bad for everybody. But don't you worry. The experts tell us that the bug burgers, they're actually better for you. And the experts are coming up with new ways to make it more tasty every day. It's the coolest thing to do, you see. Do you see how the population thing actually supports the whole uh, so-called green agenda, which is, of course, just a ruse, just a hoax. It's not about uh, saving the planet. It's about something else very, very different altogether. You can see that. So the people who lie to you about, oh, there's, um, there's a problem. There's too much carbon in the atmosphere, guys. Don't worry. If we just tax you, it'll fix everything, right? Just give us more money and give us more power and more control, and we'll fix the carbon problem. It's in their interest to lie about the population as well. So can I tell you how many people are on Earth? No, I can't. What I'm asking you is, why would you believe 
that it's uh, 7.7 .7 billion. And what next? How about in five years when they're saying it's 8.2 billion? Right? Once you get locked into believing these people's stories, you're locked in for good, aren't you? If you cannot think for yourself, if you can't extract yourself from that, you're locked in. So right now it's 7.7 .7 billion, and in five years it'll be 8.2 billion. Give it another 10 years, they'll be going, guys, we're almost up to 9 billion. And what, you'll be stuck? Like, I guess I have to believe them. You know, if JLB can't give me the right answer, I'm going to believe the government. And guess what? That's how the normies work. They operate on this simple on-off system. They believe the official story, unless you or I can give them a more convincing story, then they might, they might believe that. But what they won't do is just reject the official story. They won't, they can't. It's not part of their programming. It's not part of their operating system. So, with all of that said, let's go and check out the live stream chat. 60 people in there right now. Let's read out a few comments. Yeah, yeah, boy. I'll try and um, tone down the yeah, yeah, voice. I know I've got to be carried away with some of the more recent uh, live stream chats. I'll try and keep it to one or two per stream. Let's take a look. What else have we got here? Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. Just trying to find the comment. That is worth uh, reading out and responding to. Seth Jordan says, I think we live in a simulation and atoms are a hoax. Interesting, interesting. If it's a simulation, do you think like you've got a real body somewhere else? Like kind of like in the matrix kind of thing? Or like uh, the 13th floor? Is that what you think? Like maybe, um, maybe uh, like you've just been put here as part of like a a transfer of your mind for whatever reason, but there's a real you elsewhere? Or do you think this is it? Like, this place is kind of like a simulation, but this is still ultimately all there is. Because I'm, I'm open to that second version of it. The simulation concept, I'm super open to it. But I don't believe there's some real me somewhere else. I believe what we're in, this is it. How we got here, I don't know. What we're here for, I don't know, but I've got my suspicions. How it all ends, don't know. Kind of looking forward to finding out, actually. This place is like a simulation though, and I've got lots of reasons for saying that. But I just don't buy into this idea that, oh no, um, we're, we're real somewhere else, or, or we're not real. You know, there's some people doing a video game and we're just like self-conscious characters in someone else's video game. Those, those ideas don't, uh, don't appeal to me. I don't think they suit the evidence, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, as we're finding as we go through this list of 37 things and normies believe. Let's take a look. Dirty Benny says, those that believe in overpopulation have never traveled the world. This realm is grossly underpopulated. Correct, agree 100%. Even just driving between Brisbane and Melbourne, if you go through uh, Dubbo, if you go through like the, the, in, the slightly inland path, the amount of um, open space you drive through is phenomenal. And that's a like the, the southeast um, corner of Australia is where most of the population lives. Okay, that area from sort of just to the west of Melbourne, right through up the coast up to just north of Brisbane. That's where most of Australia lives. That's where Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Canberra, they're all in that general area, right? And yet even within that general area, it's mostly empty space. And that's Australia. Then you go to places like, for instance, when I was in Saigon, which is a huge, uh, heavily populated city, I went out to visit someone who I met, and uh, her apartment, she lives with her sister, her apartment was, I think, D7, I can't remember what district she was in, but uh, it was also, I think, just to the east of, of uh, Saigon proper, and so I caught a taxi out there, because taxis are so cheap there, it's crazy, 
and there was empty space out where they lived and they lived within the, the, the greater Saigon area and it's like what the hell there's empty space even out here like I'm talking a few k's out of the middle of, of Saigon you start seeing empty, empty space again and it's like what and I saw the same thing in every major city I went to every single one I saw the same thing so I think it's, it's so obvious once you've done a bit of travelling even within your own country but especially when you start going to some other countries, it's like, yeah, where's all the people? <laughs> We're meant to be overpopulated. Where, where's all the people? Show me these people. It's crazy, man. Anyway, let's take a look. Who else we got here in the live stream chat? Let's see. Who else we got? Suzette. Hold on. I just lost the chat there. Suzette N says, My whole family and in-laws are brainwashed. The majority of people have taken the download. Oh yeah, the vast majority. And I find it interesting when I hear these um, podcasters and YouTubers going on about how, you know, there's, oh, but, but 10% of us are awake, or I hear some people claiming that 30%, I'm like, where are you getting these crazy numbers? 10% of people are all, what are you talking about? You go and talk to 100 regular people about any of these things on 37 Things Normies Believe, you'll be lucky if three or four of them can have a serious conversation on these topics. You'll be, like, I'm talking really lucky. The vast majority will... I mean, come on now, this is silly. Here's what I think is happening. People get wrapped up in the bubbles of Twitter, YouTube, Reddit Conspiracy, Godlike Productions, Zero Hedge, all of these online uh, outlets. And you can read the comments and interact with people. And so that becomes like the bubble of your reality. And you start to think there's more, pardon me, you start to think there's more people out there who know what's going on than is the case. And and you lose sight of, no, the, the lemming masses, man, you know, it's, no. No, it's not 30%, it's not 10%. Honestly, I don't think it's even 1%. I think if it was one in, if one in 100 of the regular people, you could have a, a serious conversation about this list that I'm talking with you about right now. If you, if you spoke to 10,000 people and 100 of those 10,000 could have a serious, logical, evidence-based discussion with you, you'd be lucky. That's my honest belief. And if people disagree with me, that's fine, because I can't prove this to you. I haven't spoken to 10,000 and polled them. But based on the people I have spoken to, yeah, I'd say it's it's about 1% if we're lucky. If we're lucky. Who else we got in live stream chat? Lots of people. All right. Overthought says, simulation is a paradox. If we're in one simulator, who's to say we aren't in hundreds of simulations simultaneously? Hmm? Yeah. I guess my point that I was making was, even if this is a so-called simulation, I think it's real. Like, I don't think... I don't think um, this is just a test run. We're in some kind of um, super advanced video game. And that when it all ends, we'll take off headsets. But I call it crap. That was realistic. I think that's possible. And I like to sometimes imagine that that's the case. But no, I think this place is real. And I think we only get so much time here as well. Like I'm 33 now. And I started this whole online thing back in 2014. So this has been a huge chunk of my adult life. And I might look back and think I'm so glad I put all that time and effort into doing the research, writing the articles, recording the podcast, editing the videos and promoting the, the website and what have you. I might look back and be super grateful that I did that and that I investigated all of these topics and undid some of the brainwashing. I might be very grateful. Uh, I might look back and think, man, if I had my time again, I'd do something totally different. You know, I don't know. And I think we don't get the time again is the issue. So... I don't use my time as wisely as I could. That's that's for sure. Especially over the last month, man, I've just been going nuts. I mean, Bulgarian beer is so cheap, man, and the food here is so nice and cheap. And 
it's such a beautiful town. I mean, a couple of times, man, I've just gone walking and just drinking while I'm just walking around, just taking in the views, man. It's just insane. I just, I love it here. It's great. But I definitely haven't used my time as well as I could. And uh, I do wonder, like, what is the end of all of this? Is there going to be, like, some kind of scorecard? Like, what is this? What is the scorecard? Is it the amount of money that you have in the bank? A lot of people will be like, no, nope, it's definitely not that. I'm like, okay, if it's, if it's definitely not that, that's fine. What is it? Like, what do you think it is? And how come the most powerful people do seem to want to accumulate the shekels? How come they want to have all these, these digits in the bank, mate? You know, can we be open-minded to the possibility that maybe that actually is the, that is the point of this game, is to, is to end with all the shekels? Like, I'm open-minded to that. A lot of people, they're very closed-minded. They don't think they are. But when it comes to a topic like this, like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not about materialism or, or um, making money, JLB. It's, that's def- I'm like, who, who told you that? Who convinced you of that? You know, there's people out there who want to convince you that you're better off uh, not trying to be financially successful. Or that to be financially successful is uh, greed or a misdirection or, you know, what have you. You know what I would do if I didn't give a stuff about the masses and I wanted them to be poor? I'd tell them that being poor is virtuous. And I would tell them that those who seek to be financially uh, successful and comfortable, that they're evil. By virtue of nothing else than the fact that they're trying to be successful and comfortable. That's what I would do. How do we know they're not doing that to us right now? Yeah? And how many of us maybe use this uh, idea of honor... Um, chasing success is, is bad as an excuse for wasting our lives. How many of us are doing that to some extent? I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people. All right, let's get back on with the 37 things normies believe. Number four. Uh, this is a very popular one, this one. Earth is a gigantic spinning ball hurtling through the infinite vastness of space. Yeah, I used to believe that one, guys. Boy, did I used to believe. And then in 2015, something happened that would change the course of the rest of my life. Flat Earth Clues, Part 1. Empty Theater. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Old Marky Boy Sergeant. In fact, I'm tempted, guys. I'm tempted. Why don't we type in Flat Earth Clues, Part 1? Does it come up with the video? Are the videos still there? I don't even know if they're still there. Here we go. Flat Earth Clues, Part 1. Empty theater. Why is it taking me to Pinterest? I want YouTube. Man, Google ain't what it used to be. What is this crap? No, I'm not going to go through this nonsense. You guys know what I'm talking about. Flat Earth Clues, Part 1. And uh, he was interviewed by a fakeologist at fakeologist.com. And that was his first ever interview as well, which is interesting if you ask me. And yeah, he got super popular. I spoke to him on fakeologist.com on his second appearance. Then I interviewed him for the Baller Skeptic Roundtable, and I always got along with with uh, Mark Sargent. I never had any personal issues with him. I always thought he was uh, very good at what he was doing. I thought he had a reasonable shtick. He was uh, always calm and measured, and try- he tried to have like a nice sense of humor. He was kind of like the the lovable uncle, and I think he played that role really well, and did a great job to propagandize for to propagate the idea of the flat earth. And uh, yeah, I, never, I personally never had an issue with him. Um, not that I can remember anyway. No, not that I can remember. And uh, yeah, of course you find out about one thing, another thing. So you go and you want to double check. How do I know I live in a giant spinning ball? I mean, I think I do, but geez, this guy's got a point. How do I know? I'm gonna go and double check. And what I discovered shook me to the depths of my miserable soul. Goodness gracious me. It was a lie. It was, none of it was real. We'd been completely deceived. 
My, oh my, goodness gracious me. Mm -mm -mm. 2015. One of those years that I will never forget. Yeah, yeah. But I think I've spoken enough about the ball earth uh, deception. So I think I'll just leave that one there for now, especially because time is getting away from us. Number five. Humans have sent objects into space and even walked on the face of the moon. Wow, we, yes, the, uh... <laughs> space missions. What were they, 1969 to 1972? Uh, it was Kennedy. We chose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And sure enough, they got uh, Werner von Braun, didn't they, to come up with some designs to fly to the moon. <laughs> and the initial Werner von Braun videos were from Disney, right? They were Disney videos. It's kind of like how you might be watching, uh, say, in Australia, Channel 7 or Channel 9, Channel 10. And in your countries, you've got your own channels as well. And their programming will be bullcrap. You know, for most of the day, it's this fictional show about this or this fictional show about that or this reality TV, which everyone with the brain knows is not uh, It's not uh, happening by itself. It's still scripted. It's heavily edited. It's, it's bullcrap, right? But then suddenly, 6 o'clock comes along or 7 o'clock comes along. And they don't say to you, hey, viewer, what you've just been watching before was crap, but what we're about to show you is real. This is the real part. They don't do that. Everyone just like suddenly thinks, oh, I've been watching a channel that I know is telling me crap for entertainment purposes, but now it's, now they're serious. Now what they're saying is real. The, the news doesn't even have to say they're doing that. They just, the bulletin starts and they use the very um, serious sounding music. Do, 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 do. This is Channel 7 News with Ann Porter or whatever her name is. And it's just like, uh, let me just think of a story. There was another 3,000 cases found in the east of Melbourne today. Like, it's, Hold on. Is this meant to be real or not? Because you haven't actually explicitly said this is meant to be real. It, I've just been... You, you have just been broadcasting stuff that we know is not real, like soap operas and reality TV. Like, you, that's what you've been doing. Now you're broadcasting this woman too. How do I know this isn't fiction? Like, you haven't even claimed that this is real. Well, it was the same with Disney and with uh, NASA. You've got this Werner von Braun dude, supposedly this German scientist, and he's showing this um, three-stage rocket, and it looks like a cartoon. It looks, it looks even more cartoonish than the real rockets, and the real rockets to me look like cartoons. This one, it's like something you would see in a kid's cartoon, like, you know, some cartoon about a kid with a dog and they want to go to the moon. Hey, Spot, let's build a, ro let's build a rocket to the moon. Oh, okay, okay, woof, woof, you know, and then they build a stupid, shitty-looking uh, rocket. That's what Werner von Braun was showing, and it was meant to be real. But it's from Disney. Can you see what I'm trying to point out to you here? And it's like, people just, they just, they just, they can't help themselves. They just get programmed so easily. It's phenomenal. It's truly phenomenal. And uh, yeah, the moon landings. And, and look, most people believe in the moon landings, man. Uh, this is one of those ones where I think there's a lot of uh, regular people who are suspicious. But generally, even in those cases, they start talking about, oh, the shadows on the moon don't work properly, or... Oh, where's the um, the thruster? Where's the dust from the thruster? All this kind of stuff, and it's like, yeah, okay, that's that's not a bad starting point. But if you follow through the deep program, you might realize you've got no reason to believe that anything ever could land on the moon. You've got no reason to believe the moon is actually a place. Oh, what? Of course it's a place. We can see it. Yeah, you can see it. You can also see rainbows. It doesn't mean you can actually get to them. And the moon is just a light in the sky. Okay, we've got no evidence. That anybody ever could go to the moon. It's not. So what I'm trying to say to you is, it's not just that. Oh, they faked the moon landings. Of course they did. It's obvious. Just look at the footage. But there's more to it than that. 
They're faking the idea that there's some place up there you can go to. Oh, but JLB, I've looked at the moon through a telescope and you can see the crater. Okay, you can see craters, big deal. When I look at the, the rainbow, I can see it touch the ground, big deal. Yeah, I can see red, yellow, pink, blue, the whole lot, mate. Doesn't mean I can actually go there. And just because you can see craters on the so-called moon, <laughs> doesn't mean that one day you or Elon Musk or his descendants could somehow get... It's not a place you can go to, guys. We've got zero evidence this place you can go to. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Let's check out the comments in the live stream chat. Let's take a look. <laughs> oh, yeah. What else have we got here? Sorry, guys. Just reading to the live stream chat. Over 60 people watching live. Thank you all for coming out. And this should be a weekly thing, guys. If the audience appreciates it, this will be a weekly thing. 1 p.m. Eastern time for Americans, 6 p.m. London time for English people, I suppose. And uh, in Australia, what is that? What time is it in Australia? They're nine hours ahead on the east. So if I'm starting at eight, five in the morning, yeah, that's no good for the... Sorry, Australians, I'm sorry, but it, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> I love Australia. Australia's where I got my start. And I've got lots of people in the audience who are Australian, and I appreciate every single one of them. When I'm trying to look at what time to do a show... If I cater to the Australians, I lose the Europeans. Like, I'm either going to lose the Europeans, the Americans, or the Australians. And given that I'm in Europe, that's not an option. So, so there leaves America and Australia. Now, you can kind of see the bind I'm in because whether we like it or not, there's a lot more of them than there is of us. Okay, There's a lot more Americans and a lot more people who know what's going on in America than in Australia. As much as I love Australia. Uh, God bless Australia. So I'm sure at some point in the future I will... Uh, do more streams for Australia, but for this season here at Dark Matter Radio Network, uh, in conjunction with IPS and Tim Osman, and of course JohnTheBond.com, for this season of the JLB Live Show, I think it's going to be this time. But uh, you can always catch it on delay. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I am going to get a function. I'm going to get a, a service going where you can leave your voice messages, and I can play your voice message during the live stream. So even if you can't be here for the live stream, you can still be part of it through that uh, post-facto playing of the recordings. And I have all that set up uh, by this time next week, I am sure. So let's check out what the live stream chat are saying. X322X says, I put on three masks before I comment on YouTube. You're welcome. Well, I appreciate that. Three masks is a good start. I would suggest four is probably the minimum that you would require if you're serious about saving grandma. But certainly three is, is a decent start. So uh, thank you for that. Who else have we got in the live stream chat? Jay Diggs says, Von Braun's accent straight out of community theatre. Yeah, I, I made a video about this a few years ago. I think it was only for the members of the website. I'll see if I can dig it up and maybe play some uh, during the stream next week. But um, I've been very suspicious of the, the Werner Von Braun character from the start. There's something very peculiar about the whole thing, if you ask me. The whole thing. Let's see, what else have we got? Travis Cloud says hello. Yes, hello to you as well. Redux says that it's 5.52 in Australia. Yes, I believe that. Lost Spider Phallus, LSP as I call him, says they brought back a bunch of petrified wood from the moon. Yeah, there was a story about that, wasn't there? That um, Was it Buzz Aldrin or one of these astronauts gave a gift? This is the story. And it was like a space rock. And then someone uh, went and analyzed a space rock and came to the conclusion that it was uh, petrified wood. The thing with those stories is, they could be real stories. I think they could also be fake as well. 
the levels of deception are just uh, through the roof. They're phenomenal. It's something crazy, really. You never know which story is real, which, which story is fake. You know, so you know, did did Buzz Aldrin or one of these clowns give someone a gift of petrified? <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't put it past them, but I also wouldn't put it past whoever's behind all this nonsense to put that fake story out there as a kind of misdirection. I'll give you some examples. Think about 9-11 and, you know, the, the missing trillions. What do you mean missing trillions? It's all make-believe. All the money's make-believe. Missing trillions is make-believe. Or the Larry Silverstein took out an insurance policy on the Twin Towers and made all this money. Hold on, so what? So, so what, Larry, Larry Silverstein... Uh, or one of his acolytes calls up an insurance number and says, hey, um, do you guys do like commercial building insurance? Why, yes, we do. Yeah, I'm looking to get a quote. Oh, really? Um, we just need some basic details about the building, where it's located. Yeah, it's the, it's just located um, in Manhattan, 110 stories uh, times two. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and, and what do you want to insure it for? Oh, you know, um, fires, uh, loss of uh, loss of equipment... <clears throat> collapse. Uh, did you say collapse? Yeah, collapse. You want to insure one building or no, both of them? Okay, so you want to... Because I need to take these notes now, uh, Mr. Silverstein, because we need to do a quote. I'll run it through the quote team. Is it located in Manhattan? Yep. 110 stories a sec, that's right. And you want to insure it for collapse. Okay. All right, well, uh, give us 24 hours. Uh, we'll get it back to you with a, with a rough quote of the, uh, of the policy. Uh, did you want to have an excess on that? No excess. Okay. No, okay. All right. All right. We'll get back to you in, in 24 hours. Okay. No problems. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Don't know about that. And then listen, if they, let's just say that these buildings were insured for collapse, right? That's possible. Why not? How is Silverstein getting onto our, on our television screens as being that guy? Like, why are they putting him forward as the guy? And then he's also the guy who supposedly said, what with building seven, I just told him to pull it. Just pull it. <laughs> Hold on, what? You, you told the firefighters, yeah, just, just let it burn. Just let it burn, mate. Just pull it. Just pull the firefighters out. Just let it burn. Uh, why is Silverstein making that kind? I mean, just all of this to me seems a bit strange. Now, am I saying it's impossible that some guy called Silverstein had an insurance policy in the Twin Towers and made millions of dollars? I'm not saying that that's impossible. What the hell do I know? What I'm saying is, when I hear those stories, I don't instantly think, oh, well, that must be real. That, may, that gives me a bad guy to hate. Now I'm going to believe that story because now I can hate Goldstein. No way. Was it Goldstein? I'm forgetting the guy's name. It wasn't Larry Silverstein, sorry. Silverstein. I'm just going to hate this guy because supposedly he made money from knowing he had it. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I just don't. That's not the way I roll. Now it is coming up to 8.57, guys. So the first hour of these uh, shows are going to be live streamed, like you're seeing right now. The second hour will also be live, but you'll need to be on the JLB Discord server to listen to the presentation. And then I will record it, and it'll be released within 24 hours to johnthebond.com, Dark Matter Radio Network, and to Infinite Plane Society. So the public gets to hear the first hour of the streams. The second hour will be for supporters only, and I think that's fair enough, guys. I mean, someone has to take the time to put this content together. And uh, the johnthebond.com website is my primary source of income these days. I've worked very hard on that for years. I had a so-called real job for a few years there while I was building up the site. And then eventually got big enough that I could uh, travel to low cost of living countries and just get by on the revenues from the site. And that's what I continue to do to this day. So I think that's fair enough. I think that's reasonable. You can join IPS's um, Patreon for as low as $2 a month, I believe. 
I think it's $2 a month. I can't actually see the options because I am a Patreon. I have been for, I don't know, two years now, I think. 18 months, something like that. But I'm pretty sure it's $2. I'm pretty sure it's $2 to, to join. Then you get access not just to the second hour of all of my shows here at Dark Matter Radio Network, but you also get access to the IPS Discord server, which is a meme factory. You want memes, that's the place to be. Okay, now, I'm rather proud of the JLB Discord server. I think it's fantastic. But we generally don't deal in the memes so much. We generally deal more in a more deep analytical discussion. If it's memes you want, the best place to be is the IPS Discord server. You get access, and I'm pretty sure it's as little as $2 a month, and I'll put a link to that in the uh, comments in the show notes below. Go and check that out. Alternatively, you can just join the Dark Matter Radio Network, get access to their full archives, plus all of the content that IPS is putting out there at the moment, and the second hour of this stream, and all future episodes of the JLB Show here at the DM Digital Network. You can join that link to that in the info box below as well. Let me just have a glass of water. This has been a hectic hour. I listen to, when I was in a podcast, I listen at 1.3 speed, and then I sit down and start talking. <laughs> My brain is still going at 1.3. Sometimes the mouth can't keep up with the mind. But that's all right. I'll get back into the swing of it. Don't you worry about that. Beautiful Bulgarian water. All right, so let's read out a couple of comments to round out the show. Like I said, get the second hour. Uh, if you're an IPS Patreon, I'm going to send Tim the copy of the second hour within 24 hours, maybe even sooner than that, but sometimes I can be a bit tardy with cleaning these, uh, these files up. So give it 24 hours, you'll have the second hour ready for you. JLB members, same thing, although you can just listen to, I'm about to record it right now, the second hour on the JLB Discord server, and Dark Matter Radio Network uh, listeners as well. I'm sure the second hour will come up in rotation soon. So let's read out a couple of comments, and then we'll round out the show. So many comments, guys. I appreciate it. After almost 70 people watching live, very nice. Mike G says, Spake is fake AF. Yes, indeed. Who else have we got here? By the way, guys, thanks for behaving in the live stream chat. There are a couple of mods there, but so far as I can tell, no one's had to clean anything up. I do appreciate that. Even if you disagree with what we're saying here at JohnTheBond.com or IPS or what have you, there's no need to be uncivil about it. Why can't we agree to disagree? Mike G says, IPS is the real deal. Yes, indeed. History Buried says, Popularity Contest Podcast has filthy memes. I believe you. Tim Osman says, Awesome JLB. Yes, I appreciate it, Tim. I'm not sure if that's the... There's several Tim Osman accounts floating around. I'm not sure if that's the Tim Osman, but it's been good to be here for the first stream. Hopefully things have gone all right on the simulcasting uh, element. Whether it has or not, we'll get that fixed up for next week. We should also have some call-in numbers for next week as well. We'll see how we can go with that. But I'll also be opening up the server, like I said, for people to join me on the Discord server and just join in live and I can patch them in to these streams. So that will do us for today. We've been looking at 37 Things Normies Believe. Link to that full article available for free at johnthebond.com. Link in the comment uh, or in the info box below, I should say. And once again, Dark Matter Digital Network, Infinite Plane Society, and johnthebond.com. Those, those are the three places you can get the second hour of this presentation. So we'll wrap it up there. John the Bond for johnthebond.com on February 1, 2021, the pilot episode of the JLB Live Show. Thanks to everyone for coming out. Thanks for all your comments. It's been a lot of fun. We'll do it again next week, and we'll pick it up where we left off with 37 Things Normally Believe. That'll do us for today. So I don't really have a sign out, or you know what we'll do? We'll play the rest of the song. Some Guy Out of Bad in China. This is by Gully Squad. Hope you enjoy it. Link to this will also be in the info box below, and we'll uh, pick it up from where we left it off when we opened up the show. This is Some Guy Out of Bad in China. I'm John the Bond. You guys have a great rest of the day. Rearrange.
and get strange. Songs like a bat in China, so now I can't get any toilet paper. Yeah. Crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or Better stay home and watch the TV. Better stay home. Don't visit the family. Some guy ate a bat in China. So now my girlfriend don't wanna give me vagina. Everything's changed, rearranged. The whole world gone strange, yeah. Some guy ate a bat in China. Yeah. Someone from China ate a bat and now you can't leave your house or go out the back. New South Wales police are patrolling Sydney streets. And if you believe that, you understand changing social distancing rules. Then I don't know, bro. Oh, yeah. oh, what is it, bangin'? Oh, boy. What another one. Big fat shit from the side again. Freestyling with the microphone. Beer on my left hand. Lockdown, what are the sounds? A little bit sad. She, someone ate a bat in China, can't go and get any toilet paper. The TV telling me that, yeah. Oh boy, you ain't dumb on this one. Police are receiving some backlash for their aggressive approach.